0: Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome
1: to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. Yo, I did it, A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh,
0: I love the movies.
1: Comedy and more from deep inside the Man Cave. Your host, Elias.
0: Chelsea, welcome to the cave. Thank you for joining and me today.
1: And thank you for having me.
0: Uh, listeners of viewers between Twin This Interview can see you on your latest project, Genie and Georgia, season two, which I believe I just heard a little while ago. Number one on Netflix. Is that right? Oh yeah. How exciting is that?
1: It's mind-blowing. It's so amazing that like it happened during season one and that it's happening again during season two. We're so excited.
0: So um in season one, you know, it ended with cliffhangers, of course. And uh, from what it looks like so far, you know, uh, you know kind of looked like Nora and, and uh, Genie are not friends anyway. In season two, right where People are tuning in. The drama continues.
1: Oh, yeah. It was so funny to like leave everything on such a big cliffhanger just to like start it back up again in season two. Cause we, you know, had been it had been so much time with like COVID and right. everything that we hadn't been filming for a few years. And so when we got back, it was kind of a moment of like, okay, do we like each other right now? Do we not like <laughs> each other? What is this? Because I haven't seen you in a while and I'm really happy that we're here together, but
0: <laughs> Right, right. So we're gonna yeah. jump a little bit more into uh into this current season also. But uh, you know, I was trying to do some research on you and everything. Uh I love you've done a little bit of everything you know writing producing acting it's like how did you decide to get into the industry
1: great question uh so when i was like five i asked my mom to put me into voice lessons okay and that kind of like spiraled from there i had been in piano i was doing voice and then i started doing musical theater and it was from the music school that i was going to that i actually got scouted by an agent um to start doing tv and film so i was Mm. 11 i think wow yeah so it was kind of more of a situation where i just loved what i was doing and this was another way for me to continue and then cut to like what like 12 13 14 years later and i am still in the industry and i love it i love how much of like a living organism it is i love that you can grow with the industry you know being stagnant in the industry i think is only as stagnant as you allow yourself to be to a certain degree obviously but i i love that in the arts there's always room for growth and there's always room for creativity and i just think it's such a wonderful place to be i really love it
0: now you mentioned voice was that like voice for like voiceover work at first is that what you no think? it was for singing okay. yeah okay singing, i just wanted yeah. to make sure yeah because yeah. i know some people say they do voice work and that's why i was hmm uh, so um and how did the other things start like and what made you like okay you like you wanted to get it acting and everything but like now you want to work behind the scenes also
1: yeah well i have always loved reading and i've always okay. loved writing and so i think when i started in high school we had like a writer craft writer's craft course and that hmm. was my kind of introduction to writing and i was like oh this is so much fun because you can say so many more things with words You can say things with your like face but you can also say things with words that you can't exhibit on screen you know whenever you watch a movie that's based off of a book there's always something that's kind of missing because each person kind of creates their own understanding of you know the characters that are written down and so for me i just i loved the idea of like creating things that i resonated with and being able to have things from my point of view and like from my voice so i think that it was just kind of something that was always There, but I'd never, you know, tried to do it. So I had the wonderful opportunity to work on Ezra and to write for a Filipina character. And I really wanted to take that in stride and just, you know, kind of create someone that I would have loved seeing on screen, be it like five years ago, 10 years ago, and just see someone that kind of. I resonated with as a person that had a similar lived experience than me and just kind of feeling, feeling that representation, you know? Mm
0: -mm. What's your favorite, you think, so far between acting, writing, producing? Is there one that (laughs) sticks out the most, your favorite?
1: It's so hard because I love each of them for so many different reasons. I love Mm -hmm. acting because that's like, you know, one of my first loves. So I love performing. I love bringing characters to life. I love writing because I think there's a lot... To be said just in general and so i think it's really fun to have that opportunity and then i love producing because i don't have to like dress up
0: <laughs> like, everybody so- everybody says that
1: in all fairness that's truly what it was it was like oh i can just wear sweatpants to work and like kind of just do whatever and i don't have to like put on makeup or worry about putting on makeup and i can like just work and have my work like not be about me so it's really nice to kind of have that separation as well and i think that also is what helps me reset my love for the industry to be able to like try different things
0: what's your ultimate goal now what's next on that list where you want to check off the
1: (sighs) i mean finish a script would be great
0: (laughs) tv or move tv or movie script you think
1: Mm, that's hard i i feel like i would like to do one of both i think Mm -hmm. that would be good right now i think i'll work on like a like a series script so i'll do like a pilot and then like i can check that off for my uh new year's resolutions and then definitely do like a feature after but it's such a different uh like breakdown of how you like write than it is Mm. to like write a novel or to write like a short story so it's been really fun to kind of understand what i need to be paying attention to and i'll like watch a bunch of movies or a bunch of shows and see the way that they're formatted and kind of be like oh yeah that's cool like that's a different way of doing it or like this is what makes a story flow so i definitely want to want to have a finished product i think that would be really fun and then hopefully work on something that i wrote
0: now would you want to work in your own project that you write? you think or you want to just be behind the scenes for something like that
1: I think it depends I think if it's a project that I have written for myself then I probably will do it Uh, but there's definitely projects that I want to write where I don't want to be in them because I also think it's really wonderful to you know not make it all about you (laughs) and to you know bring up other talented artists in whatever way shape or form that is and so I would like to, you know, spread the wealth and kind of right. focus on one thing instead of like wear like 17 different hats all the time. Well,
0: it's kind of cool too, because you can write something and just make it a little part for yourself because you just want to be a part of it and then have everybody else have the, the fun with it.
1: hmm hmm exactly.
0: <laughs> what do you, uh, what do you think has been like your biggest accomplishment so far in your career, in your young career?
1: In my career? Oh, that's a great question.
0: (laughs) I have to put Um, you on the spot. I have to put you on the spot.
1: Yeah, you really did. Uh, I think, to be honest, for me, everything I've worked on has been like a huge milestone moment for me. Mm. So like when I was 11, I like booked Rookie Blue and that was my first job ever. And that Mm. was huge because I had done like three auditions at that point or Degrassi was like very pivotal for me. I feel like that was really the project that kind of put me on the map and kind of, you know, justified me in like the industry as a performer and so I was so grateful to be able to work on that for four seasons to have a character that had such a wonderful arc and so much depth and so many there's just so much to the character that I played in Degrassi which was Esme and so and to do that at such a young age as well like I was 17 18 when I was playing her so I'm just like so happy to be able to do that and then to be in Genie and Georgia, which is like a global scale, it's just like absolutely mind-boggling. And then to be able to write and produce on Ezra was something that I really never thought that I would be able to do so early on in my career. So for me, everything kind of has like a little bit of a Amazing. like pivotal moment. Um, so I'm really grateful for everything that I I've know. done.
0: You said auditioning. I have to know, are you a fan of live auditioning or self-tape? I love self-tapes. Yeah?
1: Yeah. I mean... It's hard being in the room is really nice. If you're like, at like a later stage where there's actually time for the casting director, the director, whoever's there to actually give you notes. So Mm. doing a live audition, I've done like zoom auditions that I love, because you actually get feedback back. And then you actually have a chance to, you know, do another take, taking their feedback, and you can show your skill, right. But I was getting so burnt out from like traveling across the city, like three times a day to like go to their father's to go to that audition, to go to that audition. And half the time it's just to like tape you. Right. So there's not really any difference. There you go. There she goes. (laughs) She loves being super scary when like she thinks somebody's near the house, but like, it's never, it's, she's like the kindest little dog ever. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Um, but uh anyways i was just getting really burnt out with all of the traveling and for me i think it's so important to feel comfortable doing an audition and for me that's doing it at home with my own stuff and i think mm-hmm. i get the best quality out of being comfortable being at home and doing it there
0: mm-hmm. i think about like self-tape too is like and leave it like live edition i always wonder like live edition you know when you go and do it you feel great you've you might have done good and everything but like the self-tape you have to wonder sometimes too. Do they have they watched it? Do they not watch it? You ever wonder like that sometimes too?
1: For sure. But the thing is, is like that's the same with doing it live. Cause okay. sometimes you're only doing the audition with a casting director and then a reader. And okay. like the director or the writer, they won't be in the room. So the casting director might see it, but it would never get farther than that. Mm. So I feel like it's one of those things where you kind of you're always playing that game. And so as long as you put out your best work and you have a team under like beside you, around you, that works for you, then that's one of those things you kind of just have to put your trust into, which sucks because if you think about it, it gets really stressful. But as long as you basically, as long as you don't think about it, it's fine. (laughs)
0: Right, right so yeah let's uh, let's jump into uh, genie and georgia season two um season one debuted in 2021 like that was i'm trying to even remember now did you film this during covid season one
1: no season was one it... was filmed uh end of 2019
0: okay and it premiered in 2021 is that what yeah
1: because it, it had to be delayed with uh us like shutting down and everything
0: yeah how uh how did it feel coming back to film season two after even taking such a long break
1: season two was so nerve wracking. I remember before we started, uh, I was like texting a few people and I was like, I don't know what it's going to be like. Like, are we all going to get along still? It's been so long. And, you know, we were all kind of either just hitting 18 in our early twenties. And then now it's like two years later. So it, that age range is such mm. like you grow in spades, right? So I was like, yeah. is everyone going to be the same? Are we all going to be different? Like, what is this going to look like? And we were filming. I think our first day was filming in uh, the hallway at school and we all showed up and everyone's like hey what's up super nervous and then we did our scene and it was kind of this moment of relief and we all were like oh it's fine like everything is the same like everybody's still wonderful we're all super excited about the show we've like caught up and it just was really nice to know that the core of what was there was still there and that we didn't really have to worry about that
0: so I mentioned you know like uh it's number one on Netflix right now uh what do you think makes this show so special and people are tuning in to watch it
1: I think what makes Jenny and Georgia so special is that it has something for everyone and also I feel like a lot of the characters are very real if that Mm. makes sense I I haven't seen a lot of high school shows that like show kids like goofing off in a way that's yeah. like nobody's watching. And I think what I really like about that dynamic is when you're watching it, you feel like you're there in that school with them. You don't feel like you're watching a bunch of like glamorous high school students. Right. So I love that we all just get to like play off of each other. We all get to say like random stuff and sometimes it makes it in, sometimes it doesn't. and. I think that the dynamic between the mother and daughter is something that so many people can relate to in terms of like family dynamics. And then you also have the mystery. You also have the like hardships of Georgia's past life. So I think with all of the like, the flashbacks and like the young generation the like adult generation you have mm-hmm. so many different stages of life being presented at the same time that it's so intriguing for so many different people because it's either nostalgia for your high school days or it's like anticipation for what's to come
0: and you mentioned like these high school like tv shows like that you ever watch one sometimes you go like high school was never like this that never really <laughs> happened you know it's like and then you see it at a tv show you're like come on
1: Oh, for sure. For sure. And I'm sure there's stuff in Ginny and Jordan that people are like, this doesn't happen. Schools don't have beanbag chairs for like people to just sit on. But yeah, I definitely I I know we try really hard to kind of stay true to like the debauchery that happens in high Mm. school.
0: (laughs) So we see you as Nora. Uh, How do you like how do you prepare yourself to get into this character? And what do you love about her?
1: I love Nora, I think she's so sweet. I think her heart is always in the right place. She really cares about her friends. She loves them dearly. She loves Jordan, even though she complains about him all of the time. (laughs) Um, And I just think that it's been really nice to play somebody who you can really see like her intentions and her intentions Mm. are always focused on other people. And I think that's very refreshing to see especially at that age because you know everybody is growing everybody's changing everybody's very self-centered like teenagers are so self-centered it's right. fine we all know this so i think it's really nice to see her you know kind of balancing her own like world with you know prioritizing her friends and prioritizing her girlfriends especially
0: mm-hmm. what do you what do you love about her though
1: um like what do i love about her
0: like the character is there anything like, you would change about her if you could?
1: Oh, um, I would definitely give her more of a backbone. Like I love that she's like, I love that she can still be sassy to her friends, but she always like kind of curves it a little bit because she doesn't want mm-hmm. to be a part of the chaos. Um, but I would definitely give her a little bit more of a backbone. I think she is doing that in season two, um, but I think it would be nicer for her to kind of stand her ground a little bit more. Mm-hmm.
0: You mentioned friend, uh, friends, you know, you're part of the main group there. Uh, how do you describe now, like, that relationship between you and the group?
1: Between uh, Nora and the group or, yeah. like, yeah. us filming?
0: Both, actually.
1: Uh, So us filming is pretty much the same. Like, we... <laughs> we all just like riff off of each other and like they always give us like a few a few beats off of the top of a scene to kind of just like say whatever we want and we'll like improv it and then like work our way into the scene so it's been really fun because those girls are so wonderful to work with everybody is so talented and it's so it's so cool to see what happens when you put people together and let them like work with each other so that's been really amazing and then in terms of nora in the group i think it's been really fun to see that kind of develop because I, in season one, Ginny's not really a part of it until like kind of the second half. And it's still like Ginny and, um, and Max and then Abby and Nora. And so I think in season two, there's a lot more scenes where it's kind of a little bit more cohesive. And so it's nice to see that friend group just kind of like blossom together as a unit.
0: Mm-hmm. We mentioned Ginny also is played by Atonia. Like now between Nora and Jeannie, would you say there's like a little tension between them also?
1: Tension, it's just more of like, like I said, Nora's priorities are always the group. And so I think for Nora, anything that happens that like isn't prioritizing the group is always kind of like what's going on. So I don't want to say that it's tension, it's just more of like misunderstanding at this point, I guess, Mm. and kind of just waiting to see like how that kind of like comes to like to resolve itself.
0: What do you think has been your favorite Nora moment so far?
1: My favorite Nora moment, I think, is when I'm in the classroom with, like, Katie and Jordan and Press and uh, Brody, and we're, I'm just, like, ripping on Jordan. (laughs) I just think that it's really fun to kind of see her, like, stand her ground with her boyfriend, especially, which I think is something that is really nice to see on TV. And then to just also see her, like, bonding moments with um, Abby and her just you know confiding in a friend and being like he's being so annoying and like i don't like like this right now so yeah. i think that's been really fun
0: if somebody came up to you and said we want to do a nora spin-off would you ever want to do that
1: oh yeah heck yeah Nora figure skates how fun would it be for her to figure skate
0: right and even pop- be... or even like the college years you guys go to college and oh uh... yeah
1: that'd be so much fun oh yeah i definitely do that <laughs>
0: favorite character on the show other than yours
1: favorite character on the show why other than mine and why definitely Joe uh and also Padma but I'm gonna focus on Joe um because I just think there's so much there that we like have barely touched the surface of with you know like his flashbacks that we're now starting to see and like where all of his like fighting and like bad boy energy is coming from but then he also has a horse named milkshake but then he's like irrevocably in love with Georgia I just think his character is so dramatic um and I love that because he really tries to pretend like he's not dramatic at all uh so he's definitely one of my faves That's awesome
0: <laughs> if we see a season three who would you want to have more seeds with that you haven't really worked with the last two seasons
1: uh definitely in terms of high school Padma and then in terms of adults, uh, I would say Cynthia because I think mm. she's fun.
0: Now, is there something else you would would you love to see for your character, like a, more of a backstory or even t- in the future?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I would love to see her relationship with her mom a little bit more because okay. I think there is stuff in season one and season two uh, where they definitely get along. But I I just want to see what she's like at Mm -hmm. home with her parents you know what i mean because we get to see that with Ginny and max and abby and i think it'd be really interesting to see if like nora is still the like good girl at home or if maybe she's like more bratty at home because she like is going through it with her mom and like what do those fights look like
0: so Ginny and georgia season two on netflix now what's next for you uh chelsea any other projects you're allowed to tell us about that you're about to work on or coming out
1: yeah i mean there's always stuff going on the winters are so dead though so if you ever ask anybody that question in the winter just assume that it's like (laughs) low season uh not a lot that I can talk about but I definitely am excited to see you know what comes out in the next year and also just kind of develop myself as like an artist and as like hopefully a writer more
0: amazing Uh, Chelsea lastly now how can the listeners the viewers find you on social media to keep up with you
1: yeah uh i'm on instagram at chelsea clark with two s's because chelsea clark with one s was taken and then i am on TikTok, but i haven't been posting a lot so if anybody has ideas on what for, i should do on TikTok, that'd be great and then uh yeah i'm technically on twitter but i don't ever look at it so instagram would be the way to go there
0: you go <laughs> chelsea i want to thank you for giving me. this was great
1: yeah of course thank you so much for having me